This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. Well, we've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, and more. But what kind of toys do you have? It's actually Toyota-thon, not Toyota-thon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay, what can I get for five bucks? Current offers end November 30th. Toyota-thon ends January 4th. Participating dealers only. Toyota. Let's go places. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Ananobi starts at center, an immense bounce back from our guy, Pascal Siakam. If you listen to the last Reaction Podcast, you know I told you, just settle down. He's going to be okay. But the Raptors, using the tools to survive against these Phoenix Suns, down Fred VanVleet, down Serge Ibaka, down Marcus Gasol, and relying on OG Ananobi at center, eventually Chris Boucher, and sublime performances from Boucher, Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell, OG and most of all, well, maybe not most of all, but at least in part, Kyle Lowry. 123-114, they win, no longer in a losing streak, trying to get things back on track, and on a night where the Celtics surrendered 51 points to the Brooklyn Nets in the fourth quarter, losing in overtime, taking that extra step, that game, in the race for the second seed in the East. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm No Samson Folk. Big game, super exciting. Let's jump right into it. And not a super great start to the game, I have to say, because the Raptors started out quite sloppy. And the the way they were running their sets seemed like they were kind of hamstrung, not really used to having OG Ananobi as the center on the team. Obviously, Pascal at Siakam at the four is the uh, that's usual for them. But also, Patrick McCaw playing at the three. A lot of different looks and not something they are super comfortable with. Obviously, makes sense why they are so much more comfortable returning to more of a, I guess, a realistic and obviously a more normal type of lineup when they got Chris Boucher in there. But 
early on still seeing some troubles from that still running into a few problems the the Suns doing a pretty good job of identifying the size mismatch that they had DeAndre Ayton he's a big boy the Raptors obviously not super well equipped to deal with him although that did kind of that changed during the game and I thought they did a really good job of of working as a team and gang rebounding and trying to get past that obstacle but early on Clearly a, a, a shortcoming for the Raptors, a sloppy start to the game, as I point out, offensively kind of in fits of sorts, but giving up a 9-0 run right off the start to the Suns. They're not able to, you know, these past couple games, these past three games in which they lost, it's clear that the lack of size has been a major point of contention from between the Raptors and the opposing teams. The Raptors haven't been able to win in this game, finding a way, obviously, but early on, still surrendering those looks. It's good to point out that I thought Pascal Siakam, right from the jump, I thought he did a great job of getting his own looks. They stuck DeAndre Ayton on him or Dario Saric, depending on who he had, depending on if Saric was his guy and he saw DeAndre Ayton hanging back. He he made a good pass, and if if he got too many too much attention, I thought he did a good job of navigating his way out of it. If he had DeAndre Ayton switched on to him, or if they went for to him as the primary on Siakam, I thought he did a really good job of using his jump shot as a weapon and not going one for five or one for seven, something we've seen in the past couple games. But having a nice night from downtown and really punishing the Suns for allowing him the space, did some heavy lifting early on to get the Raptors kind of back into it. Kyle Lowry as well, I thought did a really good job of pushing being very aggressive and just getting the Raptors going forward in transition even himself in the half court trying to get to the basket drawing fouls really working hard but the Raptors still having a super tough time in this game getting stops and it whether it was you know we've seen against Minnesota the Pacers a bunch of different teams Detroit Charlotte you have these guys not end of bench guys but tertiary role players who are hitting a lot of threes against this Raptors defense that gambles hard and plays really aggressive brand. And in this game, that happened to be Cam Johnson, and he had a bunch of threes early, and that was emblematic of how the Suns were performing from downtown early as well. Rubio and Booker and Ayton, basically everybody on the floor making pretty good decisions, passing really well around the Raptors defense. I think early on, they had 17 assists on their first 19 makes. That's a big deal, and the Raptors... They have a really great rotating defense, but if their other teams are passing that well, like the Nuggets did the other night too, it's really hard to keep track of all those players when you have that initial mismatch of not having the size to guard the center position. Add to that that Kyle Lowry is super important to what the Raptors do, and he took an errant arm from Terrence Davis to the face, well, to the eye to be more specific. He had to leave the game towards the end of the first quarter. The Raptors, they go 9-10 the first quarter, and to start the second quarter, it's even worse. Super sloppy start, a continuation of turnovers from the first quarter, not able to make shots, just a tough time getting any shots up at all. The Suns doing a pretty good job of pushing their defense out, making life tough for the Raptors at that point, and the Raptors falling down 17. And while the Raptors were kind of walling away, the only type of offense they had, Sans Siakam and Sans Lowry, was Norman Powell, who was in in the trenches, was a superhero in this game for a lot of it because his ability to come off a screen, maybe a pin down, and just sink a three 
super impressive in this game when the Raptors needed offense or his ability to recognize, hey, there's a gap right there. I have the ball. I'm going to shoot the gap. I'm going to get to the rim and forcing his hand in transition, that famous step through that we all know we see where he, he has that swim move with the ball. He steps through to his left. We've seen him dunk on people after doing it. We've seen him finish with his left hand, whatever it is in transition. He was doing it, providing the Raptors with at least a, a modicum of uh, of offense, and it's nice to see that he's able to come in, and he's not simply working as a tertiary option, that he was able to provide the Raptors an offensive punch as the go-to guy, and it wasn't super successful, the Raptors still falling behind, but that was nice to see, and that held the Raptors over to some extent until Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry got back in the game in that second quarter, Lowry leaving the game for a little bit because of his eye, getting everything checked out, everything seemed to be all right, and jumping back in. Perhaps even bringing in Boucher might have been as important as Lowry returning to the game. Boucher, I thought, a fantastic job of banging around with Ayton. Did allow a sense of normalcy to return to a lot of the Raptors' rotations on offense and on defense. And I think that opened up just the players to feel more comfortable in their roles and to get back to what they know. OG Ananobi, I thought, did a really good job of helping as well when Boucher was the lone defender. Basically, the whole team, after going down 17, I thought the rest of the game was pretty good. There was a sustained level of of competence, I think, but with a a couple drop-offs, of course. It's not everybody can play 100% for 100% of the time, but the Raptors doing a pretty good job from that point on. Lowry getting back to pushing in transition. The whole team actually getting getting everything back on track with the transition offense, meaning that obviously they're getting stops defensively. I think that Boucher doing a really great job of using his length to deter shooters at the rim. The Raptors doing a really good job of playing aggressive, looking for digs. Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry pushing hard in transition. OG Ananobi as well. And getting the, the deficit to seven before halftime. Big step from them at the end of the first half. Did a really great job of fighting to get back into it. The shot making was starting to come around from Pascal Siakam, from Kyle Lowry. The the shots from deep, an important, I guess, uh, an important factor, obviously, in this game. And so it's nice to see them fight back into it. And that continued into the second half, as I noted earlier. But the Raptors, right off the start of that second half, that third quarter, punching in a couple triples, making the Suns sweat a little bit. And that was when the game... It started to become close the whole game, wire to wire almost to that point, until the very end for the Raptors. But the Raptors brought it within six or seven. The game stayed within that that scope for a long time. And, and great shooting from the Raptors and a great job of Kyle Lowry a lot of the time recognizing shooters, getting people in the right spot. I, I was impressed, especially with OG Ananobi. You know, he, he did a great job finding his, his shots in this game, not just as a shooter from downtown, but even when he was, he was probably more aggressive with his dribble than most games that we see from him. And even just him going into the paint, picking up the ball, but showing off a couple counters to his pump fake and being able to lean in and out. And there's, there's never been a substitute for ingenuity in the NBA. And whether it's Nick Nurse breaking out a bunch of stuff from game to game, or OG Ananobi being able to respond to the stimuli of the defense by having a counter and something to go to. That's a big deal. He's so immense and so powerful in what he knows that him widening the just his, his resume of what he's able to do, super important. And I thought that he showed off some more of that in this game. And Pascal Siakam 
really great off the dribble, super aggressive when he got into his post-ups. Kyle Lowry, as we all know, he's a menace going downhill. He's really good at navigating the pick and roll. The Raptors finding consistent offense in the well in this game and just getting back into it. Norm Powell, whether it's him pushing in transition, which was a huge chunk of his offense in this game, or finding a little bit of a gap in the in the half court offense, I think it was all really important. The defense really started to come around. They found that lineup with Boucher that worked at the end of the first half. They kept that as a starting lineup into the second half, and that was really important. And Boucher, I thought, a wonderful job helping out on the glass. Everybody from OG, Pascal, Boucher, Kyle locating the long ones, helping the Raptors getting out in transition, super important. But Boucher looming the largest, I think, in that facet of the game. And it was such an immense performance from him and big time for him to come to the game. The Raptors in that third quarter so much so that they were actually able to take a one-point lead into the fourth quarter, a lead that they surrendered right away, actually, just because of that that half-court offense. It did stagnate for three or four minutes. We saw that happening. They fell down early. They had turnovers, kind of emulating the start of the game. But I think that getting into the last six, seven minutes of the game, the Raptors, they handed the ball over to Lowry. Siakam did a really good job of pitching in as well. But Lowry, most of all, I think, took the ball in his hands, and made fantastic decisions offensively for the Raptors. So on that end, whether it was him going around a screen, Siakam, by the way, doing a great job of setting screens in the fourth quarter, it's not a huge part of his game, but if he wants to become, you know, a fully realized version of an an incredible player that he can be, it's important for him to be able to set effective screens. That makes his his job as a roller and his potency as a you know a pick and pop guy, a slip guy, so much more important. Is that the the defense respects the screen that he's about to set? I thought he could, did a good job in working in concert with Lowry in the pick and roll. And Lowry's decision-making downhill, it can't really be replicated by many other players. Him getting Siakam, layups at the rim, Siakam when he's working by himself, still doing a great job of recognizing the Aiton of it all, or if Sarge is on him, or whoever else, if he gets Booker or Cam Johnson on the post-up, he can go all the way to the rim or draw the double team. And the Raptors culminating in a three-pointer from OG Ananobi, one where Siakam saw the double coming because he had the post-up, read the rotation of the defense and found the guy in the corner after he looked off the defender. Super advanced move. The ball went to McCaw, who eventually passed it to OG, tied the game up at 100. And the Raptors, from that point on, you kind of felt like, okay, they're going to find their way in this game. They're going to figure it out. Shortly after that, OG Ananobi fouls out guarding Ayton, and he put great minutes in. He did a wonderful job, I think, in his one-on-one um, matchup with Aiton when he did have those possessions. He fought hard. He did a great job of gang rebounding when he got to come on as a second or third defender. And even though he fouled out of the game, I was super impressed with his performance. Boucher comes in, and Boucher and Pascal, I thought, an immense job closing out the game defensively. I thought they were super fantastic. Yes, there were some closeouts that didn't go so well, a couple blowbys, but they were overloading certain parts of the defense. And they have to, at some, there's there's a point at which the defense breaks a little bit, no matter what. And that ended up a couple times. But the Raptors overall, really clamping down defensively at the end, doing a great job. Whether it was McCaw, I think deserves credit for how he defended Rubio. I know Rubio had, I think he had 9 or 11 points in the fourth quarter. But still, I thought McCaw did a pretty good job on him. A lot of teams like to make Rubio the scorer. The Raptors did that in part, and I think that worked for them. 
I think it was an important part of what happened in the fourth quarter, being able to get out ahead. And Lowry, not only, as I mentioned, the work in the pick and roll, but his jump shooting, I think really important, and his ability to push and transition. His scoring, his mind offensively led the, right, led the way for the Raptors on that end. His ability to hustle, to get after long rebounds, as I said earlier, super important to help the Raptors close out this game. And the Raptors coming together as a cohesive unit around Boucher and the ability of his length and his hustle to get the Raptors in the right place so that they can maintain some of those rotations they're used to, so they can still run some of the offensive sets that they're familiar with, and getting back to some normalcy to actually take this one in. And credit to Patrick McCaw as well, taking Devin Booker off the dribble in the last two minutes. He got an easy two, and once again, good defense. So I don't want to sing his praises too much, but I think he deserves some credit. OG Ananobi, the starters, I thought, really did a lot of heavy lifting in this game, plus Chris Boucher. Obviously, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, not his best game, and Terrence Davis, not his best as well. Both of them, the decision-making, not super great. The team struggled when they were on the floor. But, hey, you know, this this game, is it's matchup dependent a lot of the time, and I expect to see both of them coming back, punching above their weight in the future. Obviously, Terrence Davis is in a bit of a slump. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson... I don't know if he's ever been in a slump this year. He's just such a matchup-dependent player, and this obviously wasn't his tonight. Chris Boucher doing a wonderful job, but Terrence Davis, not as hot as he was, you know, I guess before the All-Star break. We're still waiting on him to regain some of that form. Maybe this is the rookie wall. Maybe it isn't, but he has been a little bit... He's he's kind of been mediocre the past couple games relative to what we've come to expect, but the Raptors, I think Nick Nurse recognizing what works not being afraid to close with McCaw and Boucher. I think that's important and well done to him. I think he had a great game of coaching, found the lineup that worked, rode it. You know, it's not great to have Siakam playing 43 minutes. It's not great for Lowry to play as much as he did, even though he he got hit in the face and missed some of the game. But hey, a win is a win. It's important on the race for the two seed. And you just hope these guys stay healthy and you hope that the Raptors can can get into that second seed healthy. Gasol, Ibaka, Fred, they're supposed to be on the horizon. They're supposed to be coming back. And hopefully the Raptors, once again, I'll say it for the millionth time, can stay healthy. But the Raptors, they win this game. They figure it out. Big development, and it's nice to to put the halt to the, the losing streak, especially with Pascal Siakam getting back on track. And, and Kyle Lowry as well, uh, a fantastic performance from those two, and especially Chris Boucher as well. Speaking of the last guy I just mentioned, Chris Boucher, he is the Reggie Evans Award winner for tonight. I think that his hustle, he he completely changed the complexion of this game. The ability for him to hang around and be a deterrent at the rim, his work on the offensive and defensive glass completely changed the way the Raptors were able to close and reopen possessions. And he, he just made the defense way more effective. I thought that it was a great plan from Nurse to put OG on Aiton for long stretches and let Boucher help. And I think that he did a really good, good job of reading the game from that position. It's just a wonderful thing to see. And I think he 100% deserves the Reggie Evans Award. And the top quick, rea- quick reaction comment is from Arshdeep Singh. says, Lowry is just such a stud. Always seems to make the timely shot and timely defensive play when the team needs it the most. Yeah, I, I call him the uh, the pace master of the Raptors. And when I had that podcast with Mike Prada, the editor of the Raptors, just finished recording a podcast with J.E. Skates today in which we call him maybe a, a winner of Survivor. It, uh, I guess that's a, a tease of what comes out tomorrow. But hey, 
um, enjoy listening to it. Lowry has just always had his finger on the pulse of the game. He really is he's immense in, for the Raptors. There's not very many players in the league can come close to emulating what he does. His brain is bigger than ever, non-ironic galaxy brain. He continues to impress, and very rarely do you see him making the wrong decision. But more often than not, you are floored by what he's able to create on the floor. The way he's able to motivate this team and drive them forward is it's its incredible to see, honestly. And I think we're lucky to watch him night in and night out. He's, he's a wonderful player. But that's it for me. The Raptors win, and I'm out of here. That's the Raptors Reaction Podcast. But whether you're getting into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. New home ownership can be a real eye-opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from The Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates. Now at homedepot.com slash workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last.